Echoes of Wartime, Episode 1, Off to War. In portraying life during World War I on the home front of both Crediton in Devon and Fulda in Germany, using the stories of real people and based on our detailed research, we have imagined how they might have reacted to the extraordinary times they were living in. We have assembled dramatic material using their letters, journals, archived accounts and interviews with historians in both towns. Using these, we have created the characters' conversations, thoughts and interactions. Join us as we guide you through this mix of fact and imagination. This episode begins in August 1914. We visit the Vondrau family in Fulda, Joseph Vondrau Sr., Josephine, his wife, their son Joseph and his younger brother Robert. In credit and we are with Charles Ware and his mother Minnie, and the Reverend Dukes, vicar of Showbrook, and his daughter Gladys Visman. We recreate the scenes of patriotic enthusiasm, as young men are seen off at the station, others are eager to enlist, and the reactions of their loved ones. Here is Dr Thomas Hyler, Director of Culture and Archives for the City of Fulda. At the beginning there was this big enthusiasm and uh, the scenes on the railway stations uh, were impressionating in 1914. It was a feel of joy, of glory, of nationalism, but also the parents know our son is now going into war. And uh, they knew it could happen that he doesn't come back. But the, the euphoria, the enthusiasm on the, in the beginning was very, very impassionating. Uh, and especially the family Fonderau, Joseph Fonderau, uh, had his son also, Joseph Jr. Fonderau. And he wrote on a big placard, uh, goodbye. Goodbye, Joseph. Yeah, Auf Wiedersehen in German. He wrote it in very big letters that he can hold it up. And his son in train, he can just see his father. Auf Wiedersehen. Goodbye. The train standing at platform one is about to leave. Can you see him? Can you see Yuk? Here, pass me that brown paper. What for? Quick, that large piece on the ground. Whatever do you want it for? Now, a pencil. Look in your bag. Haven't got a pencil. That blue crayon is perfect. Quick. Make school. Auf Wiedersehen, you. There. Live well, dearest boy. Hold it up higher. He can't see it. Jupp, here, Jupp. He's seen it. Look, Josef, he's laughing. God go with him. God go with you, my son. Here is John Heal, historian from the Credit and History Society. Within 24 hours of war being announced, men were leaving the town. Uh, the naval reserves were on their way to Devonport. The 6th Devon's army was on its way to Plymouth. And the territorials were on their way to Exeter. In fact, they were going to spend most of their war in India. 
The Reverend Worthington Dukes came to Showbrook quite late in his life, really. He'd spent most of his life in um, missionary work in India and Afghanistan. So when war broke out, he was actually 65 years of age. He had a daughter called Gladys and a son, Ronald. His son-in-law was a John Wisman, who, uh, despite having a German father, fought with the British in France in September 14. Charles Ware, at the age of 14, he was turned down, but at 15 he was successful uh, in signing up and was sent to France uh, to fight on the front. See you soon. You're too young, Charlie Ware. They wouldn't want you. Just wait. I'll show you. I'll be on the next train. Oh, yeah. That'll scare the Kaiser. Are you all right, Gladys? I think I want to go home now, Papa. The train will be leaving soon. John will want to wave as he goes. I can't, Father. I can't do this. He'll be home soon. In time for your baby being born, I'll not doubt. Oh, come on, dearest Gladys. Smile. I know it's hard, but God will watch over him. Be strong for him. Yes. Bye. Bye, my love. Address? Seven, Queen's Place, East Street, Crediton, sir. Age? Eighteen, sir. Yeah, don't look it. On my father's life, sir. Honest. Short for my age, sir. Oh, go on then. Went over there to see the dock. Thank you, sir. Next! Name? Come in, lad, and shut the door. And you are? Charles Ware, sir. Hmm. How old are you, Charles? Eighteen, sir. How are you now? I see. Okay, well, take your shirt off. I need to listen to your chest first. Charles, what are you doing? Mother? Ah, the mother. Yes, this is my son, and I'm taking him home. But, Mum, I want to fight for king and country. Oh, no, you don't. You're coming with me, young man. He's only 14. Surely you could tell. Mum, please. Not for me to tell a young man his age. He told me he was 18. Stuff and nonsense. Let go, Mother. You're coming with me, young man. Good day, Doctor. Let go of my arm, Mum. I'm not coming. You are not going anywhere for at least four years. Next. Robert von der Au, you look so handsome in your uniform. And from the back? I can't see my back properly in the mirror. Yes, handsome from the back too. Maybe Paula will have me now. The Kaiser will be proud of me, yes? Yes, but God will be prouder, as are we. I can't believe that my little boy, who so often hid behind my skirts... Mother, I'm a man now. That little boy is gone. Yes, just a mother's silliness. Don't take any notice of me, Robert. Will you be near Josef? Alas, I think not. They are talking of sending my company to Russia. Russia? So far? 
<laughs> I fear we may never get there. They say the war will be over by Christmas. Joseph will come back a hero, and I won't have gone anywhere, perhaps. Paula will laugh. We will win the war so soon? We are too strong for the enemy to hold out long, but I pray God just lets me get there to do my part, to demonstrate my valor. Ay, but this helmet hurts so heavy. I'll go, Muti. They'll be impressed, no? Seeing me in this outfit. Ah, the post. Thank you. A letter from Jupp, Mutti, from France. At last. Let me see. My dears, the day was hot and the battles bloody. The French here along the whole line are in retreat. I have been placed in situations which only God's good hand saved me from, where machine gun and infantry fire literally swept the ground. Our good captain lost his life there as did several good comrades. The worst thing was the hunger. Three days with nothing hot while marching up to 65 kilometers. Today it has been nine days without a bed in sight. When I'm again in your midst, the things I shall be able to relate. When, when, when God wills it. Now I must close. Think of me in your prayers and best wishes and kisses to all. Your dear father and your good little mother from your yoke. Here is historian John Hill again. By early 1915, uh, it was realised we were in for the long haul and it wasn't going to be end very quickly. Charles Ware successfully enlisted for action at the age of 15, and although his mother Minnie wrote to her MP and fought to have him returned home, he was removed from the front and put in charge of supply mules. He loved animals. War Office, London, South West 1, 5th of June 1917. To the Right Honourable George Lambert MP, House of Commons, South West. My dear Lambert, I have received your letter of June the 2nd and enclosures which I am now returning. In reference to your constituent, driver C.J. Ware, number 956669, Royal Horse and Royal Field Artillery Base Depot, British Expeditionary Force France, whose mother has, I see, already been communicating with the military authorities here, and I note that they have drawn the attention of the Commander-in-Chief to the fact that driver Ware is under 18 years of age. Much as I would like to help in this case, I am afraid that as driver Ware is now serving with the expeditionary force, it is entirely a matter for the military authorities overseas to deal with. But no doubt he will be withdrawn from the firing line, as under the new regulations, boys under 18 are now sent to a base depot, but are not returned to England. Yours ever, Ian McPherson. In episode one, parts were played as follows. Josephine Vonderer, Julian Montgomery. Joseph Vonderer Sr., Martin Donovert. Joseph Vonderer Jr., Jupp, by Misha Schwope. Robert Vonderer, by Bernd Egan. 
Charles Ware, Sebastian Richards, Soldier at Credison Station, Jamie Stevenson, the Reverend Worthington Dukes, Jeff Fox, Gladys Wisman, Carrie McRae, Sergeant, Pat Laver, Dr. Roger Stevenson, Minnie Ware, Jenny Start, Ian McPherson from the War Office, Rod Brooks Hocking, and the narrator, Eddie Holden. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Echoes of Wartime was a common player's production, written and edited by Mary Stevenson and produced by Rod Brooks Hocking. It was funded by the Heritage Lottery Fund. For more information, go to www.echoesofwartime.com. Sound effects were from the bbc.co.uk, copyright 2018. The music was excerpts from The Armed Man and Kyrie by Carl Jenkins.